invite you now to join our conversation, an instrument of healing, as we share how each of us can grow through times of illness, grief, and loss. Our wish is through these words you will discover a healing community that promotes insight, reignites hope, and nurtures peace. Welcome. Hello, everybody. This is Jeffrey Cloninger, producer of Conversations with Kelly. Welcome to Conversations with Kelly, and welcome, Kelly. How many times can I say Kelly in the same sentence? <laughs> I love it. I love hearing it. Yeah. And here we are for our next edition of a podcast of Conversations with Kelly. And today we're going to talk all about hope. I think many people tuning in today are because they're feeling hopeless or they want to feel more hopeful. So there's some, certainly a, an in-between between feeling hopeless and feeling and feeling hopeful. So what I want to do, and um, I'd like to start a little ritual in the beginning, and I know it's going to be hard to get the full extent of this, but we will post this on our page. I want to light a candle each time that we do this because I think it's an important ritual to do about bringing in light to moments that are that are dark. And as you know, our logo is this crystalline um, lotus that has many facets to it and opens up as we learn and as we come as a community. So I am going to light this now and we'll just take a minute. I'd like all of you to put in an intention for this particular episode about what you would like to get from this and bring forth in your own mind's eye or even write it down on paper what you're struggling with today. What are you feeling hopeless about or what would you like more hope for? So as I light this, I send light to all people listening to this, as well as to you, Jeffrey. Thank you. And we've lit the lotus. It's beautiful. You'll, you will see a picture of this, if you haven't already, on our website. It is beautiful. So I think this is a really interesting conversation to have. I, I In my years of practice, and for those that have been in my private practice office will often see the word hope. And I found it to be one of the more commented, I have a lot in my office, that people commented on. And it was, I, generally I hear versions of, I need more of that. I don't believe in that. That's really hard for me. Every time I get hopeful, I get disappointed. So people have really this love-hate relationship with hope. And as I write in my book, A Comforted Heart, I talk about hope not being so much uh, this magical thing like flowers and daisies. I think there's a lot of a lot of fantasy around the word and pressure that it has to be like you're skipping through the tulips, so to speak. I'm going back to another podcast that we've touched on before where we were talking about curing versus healing. And it feels a little bit like that as well, mm -hmm. where the cure is is that thing that we're all hoping for, right? And maybe we need to shift that. And maybe the hope also then needs to shift a little bit that's at right. times. That's right. I, You know, I, I see it as something that's available to everybody, no matter what they're going through. Some people at this time that are listening to this are at the final stage of their life. And they're hearing us, possibly they're weeks away from dying, days away from dying. Some people listening, they come today because maybe their marriage is ending. 
and they feel very hopeless about the future, that they'll find someone else or that they'll be able to live on their own financially or whatever it may be. I really want to say that no matter why you're listening today, I hope that you will come away from this with something that allows you to at least believe for the moment. I love the gentleman I, I worked with and I've talked about this gentleman often in when I speak around the country in that he was in incredibly depressed when he came to me and he did have quite a significant disease that he was dealing with and had a history of things not quite working out for him like many people listening do and he just said to me that he didn't really want to waste my time um, coming to therapy but he came because his wife thought he should come he didn't really want to waste my time because he just really wasn't in a place that he was going to be willing to do the work and I appreciated the honesty and I said what is the thing you're you're struggling with the most and he said I just absolutely have no hope that things are gonna work out and I said so you you don't have any hope you don't hope for that you'll be able to keep your appetite you don't he said no I have zero hope I'm not gonna let myself hope because it's scary mm. to hope and I ended that session with could you agree to be hopeful that someday you'll have hope so he went from hoping for things to quote unquote work out yes to hoping to have yes some form of hope that's right and he not unlike a lot of people are scared to be hopeful or scared to get as we hear their hopes up because the farther you go up in hope the longer the fall is if it doesn't work out i see hope as a cycle i see that and in my own life there's things that i've been hopeful for Maybe the actual original hope didn't turn out, but something different did. And so we need to be somewhat flexible. We need to be somewhat open. For people that have a faith or a spiritual life, there's a lot of trust that comes with hope and surrender. I, um, I see it, though, as a, as a cycle, as it starts off one place and goes to another. It feels like a lot of times the hope is for the as you said earlier, that big grandiose thing, instead of perhaps a series of smaller hopes. And it's kind of like overdriving your headlights, right? We want to get to the destination, but right. instead, maybe I should just hope to get to the end of the block and then turn the corner and then go to the end of the next block. That's right. That's how we build it. That's how we build hope. We so want you're basically to... breaking down the big goal or the big objective. That's right. And so if you're listening today and you're hopeful, let's say you're having a PET scan next week and it comes out and shows some more advanced disease, the cancer, let's say it's, you're, they're looking for cancer, the cancer has spread to possibly another organ or metastasize somewhere that um, you were really hoping it wouldn't. Let's say it does. That doesn't mean all things are lost. Then what we do is we switch to, I hope there will be a treatment that can be given to me so that I can continue to live quality of life with this. So again, with our analogy of driving down the block, we've encountered a detour. We haven't hit a roadblock, especially you know, if we're open to taking the detour. Mm -hmm then we can continue. And 
my athletic patients and my male patients in particular, like when I use the analogy of this is this doesn't end the game, this is the game changer. And so they love that analogy. Something that I think I'd, I'd like to read is something I published um, two years ago in a magazine um, that I feel this is, a, this is a title that makes people stop and think. And it's when cancer happens. So this is a cancer publication, but again, you can certainly apply this to whatever you've written down or brought as your intention today. When cancer happens, does it take courage to hope? Now, what I talk about in here is that hope is a form of medicine. It gives us a mental break from negativity and fear. So I'm going to read that again. Hope is a form of medicine. It gives us a mental break from negativity and fear. So what it does is it, it's, it's very difficult for the human brain to be hopeful in the same minute that they're doubting. Okay, so it doesn't mean that we can't do that throughout the day. And I think, again, that cycle of hope, I think people go in and out of it. We also talked at, our, at one of our previous podcasts about the labyrinth. I see so much of healing as something that you can walk through a labyrinth and you can be very hopeful in the moment and then at the next step, doubting. So It's like any emotion, really. It's like any emotion, exactly. Amplifies and then recedes and That's then right. comes back. What I, want the, what I want the listeners to hear, though, is that this should not be a pressure. It, people should not be pressuring themselves that they have to walk through their day hopeful all the time. And That sounds like an unrealistic expectation. Well, it's unrealistic, but if you pay attention to culture... And things like, if you think negatively, you're going to make your disease worse. If you think negatively, I think we do need to work on positive affirmations. But it is very human and realistic to have moments of doubt. But what I have found, and that's why in this particular article they have bolded this, is that hope is a form of medicine. And it gives us a break. So if nothing else, if we can be detached from, is this realistic or not? It's more about just being hopeful, and that will give us a break from doubting. That actually does something for us physiologically. We release certain chemicals into our bodies. So really, it is a medicine, and what I'm loving about it, it's free. It's free. It's not easy, but it's free. Huh. And so I think, you know, and again, so many, and particularly those living in the world of medicine that have chronic diseases. There's so much about thinking positively, how it affects it. And I, I love my mentor, Louise Hay, who talks a lot about positive affirmations and how it can change the way the body feels and functions. And I am completely on board with her. I will also add my own version of that, is that we can do it to the extent that we practice it. So we might do it one day where we try to give ourselves positive messages and it works. The next day, it may not. That doesn't mean you've lost ground from the day before. That just means in that moment, it's difficult. And so if, if hope is something that is available to all of us, then ultimately all of us should be able to be hopeful. And I, and I think that 
that has to be decided and defined individually for every person. So what do I do if I encounter that day two, day three, where suddenly I'm not doing real well with hope? I'm so glad you asked that. I, I want people to see that as a moment, okay? That that moment, they can't be hopeful. That doesn't mean the entire day is lost. And I also want people to remember that the day before and the day before that, when they were able to practice this, just like anything else, meditation, whatever it may be, has, it's still registered within your subconscious. It's still registered within your soul. Your body will remember it again. And that if you did it once, you'll know how to do it again. So it's a really important thing to not focus so much on that you haven't done it. Again, back to some of our earlier podcasts when we talked about how do we talk to ourselves? Do we focus only on what we haven't done for the day or can we focus on the thing we have done? So I would expect every one of us are going to have moments where we're not hopeful. I would expect that. I'd actually be concerned if you didn't. You know what's interesting? I've just had this image. A lot of times you talk about how, especially with illness and end-of-life situations, our worlds become smaller. What I'm hearing, though, with hope, it's quite the opposite, Mm -hmm. right? There's an infinite number of possibilities when it comes to hope. You can hope for literally anything. That's right. Um, Another thing I'll read you real quick is um, from this article, and it says, I often hear people say that I'm not sure if my hope is realistic. That is a barrier immediately. When we start putting conditions on this, it's a barrier. You can hope for anything. I can hope that I'm going to come home tomorrow and there's a purple elephant in my house if I want to. I think there is, actually. <laughs> and I, actually, I would love that. But that doesn't, that doesn't matter. All that that's telling my brain is that I'm open and that I'm looking at possibilities. And so... And when I get home and there's not a purple elephant in my house, then I, then I go to my next hope. I often hear people say, I'm not sure if my hope is realistic. I think we need to get out of our heads and allow ourselves to have a full mind-body-spirit experience with individual moments in life, including illness. All of us have been disappointed and can become quite bitter, cynical, and numb to the possibility that things can get better. This is ultimately our choice. Hope is a choice. It is a decision about what energy we want to carry around. So we get to choose. Even if the statistics tell us differently, even if we hear a story online that is similar to our situation but didn't have the outcome we want. Those are not our stories, mm-hmm. and we have to remember that. That's why in the medical field, we really discourage people from Googling things. In Dr. The sense, Google. Dr. Google. I'm, I'm very concerned about how much people are turning to the internet nowadays instead of tuning into themselves. I was just going to say the intuition when, when the doctor asks us, for example, what our pain is on a scale of one to 10 and we say it's a three, the physician isn't going to say, well, your three really is a seven, right? right? We know ourselves. That's right. And our three could be someone else's 10. So, you know, pain is, is so individualized in that. And some people are very stoic with their pain and their emotions. So it's, they're going to only reveal to us, what they can. But I just, I think it's important to also say that hope is, 
is very much a choice and we get to choose what we want to be hopeful for and if you if you find yourself in a group of people that are naysayers or question your hope or diminish your hope those aren't your people and now we have to be real you know realistic in the sense of what are are we going to say I really hope that I'll lose 50 pounds even though I eat donuts every day. I mean, there's some reality to this too, but we can still choose to hope that. Choosing to hope and, and hoping for something, I have never seen that hurt anybody. I've only seen that help. What are you hopeful for right now? My hope at this moment is that people listening Maybe they got a different perspective on hope. Maybe they're a little more open to possibly being hopeful. And I want to say that everybody has hope available to them. Every single person. I've counseled people when I worked in emergency rooms that who are incarcerated. And they come in for a treatment. And these are possibly people facing life in prison. And what they can be hopeful for is that many of them were hoping to be forgiven for the crime that they did, or they were hoping that they would be treated with respect when they came to the emergency room, even though they had this huge label on them. And so if you look at it, the breaking down, that seems really simplistic, but to that person, it was everything. It was everything to be treated with respect. And so when you ask somebody, for instance, who's incarcerated, who will never get out, will not be able to spend time with their family, when you ask them, what is the thing you hope for most? And they will say either forgiveness or they hope to be treated with respect. Think about that. That's a beautiful hope. That should be something all of us hope for, mm -hmm. is to be treated with respect. Any parting words on hope? Yeah. Allow yourself to hope for big and also let yourself hope for smaller. All of it matters. Every hope matters. And you can learn more by reading A Comforted Heart, Kelly Groslog's book that was published just a couple of years ago but is still very relevant. Lots of good information on hope. Please join us next time for our next podcast. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to this CWK podcast. It's our hope that these words bring comfort, healing, and insight to your life, wherever you are and whatever you're experiencing. Please subscribe and share this episode. You can also follow and like Conversations with Kelly on Facebook. One quick note. We've done our best to share some ideas, tips, and techniques to help guide you. This podcast's content is not intended to be a substitute for or constitute professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We encourage you to seek professional medical advice if needed. Thank you.